Sasageyo, Sasageyo. Yes, it is time. Konnichiwa, Minasan. It's me, Justin Destruction. No vowels in there. Anyway, I am joined today by my good pal, Straw Hat. Sesame! Yo. And today, we are getting deep in with Attack on Titan. Oh, I've been very excited about this. Uh, we are going to get probably very spoilery and just we're gonna get deep into the colossal muck of this show it's a very good series which we're gonna get into kind of how we started it but yes i was also very much looking forward to talking about this because we both actually kind of have different paths through this series i think we ended up in the same thing in that we can safely say that we like what we see so far. Oh, I am quite a fan. And anyway, we're going to get into our first deep dive episode where we will just take a real look at this topic and give our own analyzations and ideas, what we feel about it, what we think, uh, things we've taken from the show, as well as just talking about the background of it. Uh, we'll give a little bit of information about our amazing Hajime Isayama, the wonderful author. He's yeah, just see. a very interesting, surprising character. Uh, there were some interesting interesting things I learned about him uh, just looking up information about this episode so I thought it'd be interesting to share that. Yeah say so you went all out with the notes for these episodes you got some details that I definitely wasn't aware of so I think I'm sure there's a couple listening that aren't going to know some of the stuff about him either. Oh yeah but we are here and ready to go. Let's start out with Isayama. Isayama born August 29 1986. So now he is only 34 years old, just a couple years older than I am. <laughs> yeah, same with me. I, I thought he was a lot older than that. Actually, yeah, he's, he's a very young guy. He uh, Attack on Titan, when it started serializing, he was only 23, which like kind of blows my mind that he was able to make such a crazy work that is beloved the world over at such a young age. He was born in Hita, Japan in 1986. Basically, he had been working at a internet cafe to support himself to in order to make manga when he was about 20 and in 2006 he applied for the magazine grand prix award show whatever i don't know but attack on titan received the fine work award there and he offered this the work to shonen jump but they wanted him to change the story and the style a lot so that it would fit more of a shonen genre and Isayama said no, and so he just took it and <laughs> walked away. That was the smart thing because it was probably t it's pretty dark, so I'm assuming it's probably too dark for Shonen Jump, or at least they would think that originally. Especially the art style's a little more rigid too, not as appealing to the younger audience. Oh yeah, and that's a big thing. Uh, his his art style's very jagged and rough, and he himself is like, yeah, it's kind of amateurish, but uh. He has improved a lot over the years, and a lot of fans, and he himself thinks like, oh, he's made a lot of progress. So it's interesting seeing an, an author uh, evolve so much. Yeah, I mean, if you think about even Oda, who does One Piece, the art style is borderline bad, I would say, at the <laughs> beginning. And he, he really, he does improve. I mean, he's been writing it forever at this point, but he got he definitely improved a lot over time. So these authors definitely do that. Yep, and it's fun to be involved with a series from when it starts out and get to get to watch that progress mm -hmm. so in 2008 isayama applied for the 80th weekly shonen magazine freshman manga award with a, a one-shot heartbreak one and this i have not 
read. I didn't have time to check into it because I was just like, oh, I should I should look at that. It won a special encouragement award that got his name out there a little bit. And then the following year, he applied again with a work called ORZ. That just, if you look at the letters, it looks like a man like bending over on the ground. So that's why he <laughs> named that. And uh, they selected that work as well the next year. It was in that year that Attack on Titan began serialization in Besatsu, shown in magazine. And looking at all these awards name, like they're so like fine work award and the <laughs> yeah what it, special, special encouragement, encouragement. <laughs> it's like it's so like oh, it's, you it's did almost a good like, job. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a, a child's award show. Like it's just they're not really going too far out with the names here, but hey, it works. Hey, as long as I guess the rest is history, honestly. <laughs> yep, really. So then in uh, 2011, two years into its run, Attack on Titan got awarded the 35th Kodansha Manga Award. And then it was really, you know, it was really rolling by that point. I have some various random trivias about Isayama, which I just thought were really interesting. First being that one of his favorite series growing up was none other than JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh boy. So is it possible... Is it possible that all of Attack on Titan is just a JoJo reference? I mean, what in life isn't a JoJo <laughs> reference? We are living a JoJo we reference. We are living one. <laughs> Everything comes back to JoJo, and for good reason, which we're obviously probably going to do a topic at some point about JoJo. Oh, Everything... we'll have like we'll have like an hour's worth of nonsense <laughs> about Araki and his weird behaviors. We'll just be talking about how much we hate the Japanese. I'll never forgive the Japanese. <laughs> Joseph. So... Early on, I guess Isayama, during various interviews, he was originally saying that his favorite character of the whole cast was Jean. That's which so is interesting. An interesting choice because, like, I, yeah. I barely remembered Jean half the time, honestly. <laughs> no, I, I remember he's he's on, which we'll get into obviously the characters as we talk about it. But I was Jean's kind of more of the straight the straight man for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Especially now, like in the, f- mm-hmm. I, re- I remember initially he was such a like standoffish weirdo kind of. Yep. One thing that I didn't put into my notes, but I've been thinking about in the back of my mind, and I'll just bring it up now because it's irrelevant. I was obsessed with the, the one specific, like, I know there's a couple different ones, but the one Attack on Titan abridged video, <laughs> Jean in that video was like this really obnoxious guy. And he was like, oh, I'm just so rich, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> So that's like my biggest uh, memory of Jean. Yeah, I don't think but... I ever watched any of the abridged stuff. The only other I did watch for a little bit that spin-off anime they did, like where they were like, uh-huh. little chibi. I've actually not seen that. I, I don't think I even made it through the whole way. Like it was okay, <laughs> but it's pretty much just the chibis, and they were like in like elementary or middle school, and they'd like clean the school was like their titan attack so it it was kind of funny but But anyway so as the years have gone on isayama now cites his favorite character as being reiner Mm, we'll get into reiner (laughs) we'll get into it we'll have opinions about reiner but isayama also has been cited as saying he really likes historia blessed very blessed. <laughs> I knew you'd be happy about this. <laughs> and uh, he has stated that he is most like Daz or else Hans or other garrison members who just sit around and drink. Very fitting. That uh, he's got to he's got to have a seat with Yoko Taro and <laughs> drink with him since all of his interviews are Yoko Taro saying he drinks <laughs> with people. We all need to sit and have a drink with Yoko Taro. I think. What what Could an you imagine? Adventure. That would just oh. be. A legendary experience. <laughs> I would be so intimidated, it wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> so, 
Isayama, apparently, in the middle of writing Attack on Titan back in 2016, got extremely into Game of Thrones, and he binged six seasons of it. So after doing that, he started including tons of references from Game of Thrones or inspirations into Attack on Titan. In chapter 96, there's a bunch of titans that look like various characters, and in chapter 110, there's a titan that looks pretty much exactly like the the jerk little king kid joffrey baratheon and i was just like well that's funny and weird yeah you're right now that i think about it i never really thought about it when i was watching it but thinking back i can kind of remember which that one looks like (laughs) but anyway so he recommended the show a lot over the years but then he also like many was quite disappointed with the ending of course yeah it's really weird for like a an author like that to like i guess you could say it's an american show because they don't usually watch, I feel like, that much foreign stuff for them. They would mostly watch a lot of their own stuff, I thought. Yeah, Maybe I'm sure not. it depends person to person on a lot of things. Because, I mean, Could Kojima be. is like a huge buff of American cinema. And... That's true. <laughs> but he's also Kojima. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. he's, he's very unique. <laughs> and then we've got Araki, who's obsessed with American rock bands. Very true. So they like, they're, they're into some of our nonsense they also cited that perhaps aaron's ability to peer through time is similar to bran stark in the show who has a green sight ability where he can also like go back and forth in time and see different things and can create casual time loops so that was something interesting if he took that inspiration from there Mm. isayama himself is also quite big on movies and he often posts about his favorites on his blog I just noted this because I thought it was funny that we had a lot of similar movie tastes. He cited movies like The Wailing, which is a Korean horror (laughs) horror movie I really, really love. Uh, Nightcrawler, which is an American thriller. It Follows is more horror. Baby Driver. That was a great movie, Uh, but very unique. Shin Godzilla, Mad Max, Hereditary, Cabin in the Woods. He likes a lot of horror movies, but he's got some pretty good tastes. But he's also very into Marvel films, which I'm not quite Uh, as into. Uh, I know, right? (laughs) Mad Max that makes kinda, sense. Yeah, Mad oh, wait, Max, Max? kind of—it's kind of stands out for me from that list because I mean, it's—I've never really thought of that as like a horror movie. Oh yeah, well that—that that one's so much not necessarily horror, but it was just ones that I listed that I thought I was like, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah, cool. that is interesting. <laughs> well, it makes sense that he would be into Marvel since he eventually got to do a crossover with Marvel. Ooh, I didn't know that. What which I do? always forget happens, but yeah, there is uh, the next. I think a section later i'm talking about that a little bit okay so basically we'll get into just a little bit just a little information about the series development and the sales is that isayama as i said he was working at an internet cafe and basically one night a drunk man grabbed his collar and just got into his face and was yelling at him and isayama got inspired by how this man had no ability to communicate with him even though they were both just humans isayama thought about it and he thought you know humans are very familiar because we are humans but they can also be pretty terrifying and they can lack any ability to communicate and that is where he got his idea for titans wow that's that's really fascinating because it is it is really true like i think that is what makes the titans so terrifying is because they do just look like regular people yet they're huge for the most part they're so Yes, they have the humanity to them, but they are mm-hmm. devoid of all humanity. God, he was just on with that. He that's, was. That's quite a flash of inspiration. <laughs> he also cited the visual novel Move Love as a big influence of his, and I haven't read that yet, but it is 
the one I was probably going to play next. Uh, that one's about mechs. And I know it's like really dark is what I hear, but it's got a couple of entries to tell the full story. Yeah, I think someone I know just read that, actually. I might, If you like it, I'll definitely have to check it out then. Yes, yes. Isayama's hometown inspired the setting of uh, Attack on Titan. As a child, he would always look out at the mountains and he wanted to go beyond them. And this is reflected in Aaron, who really wants to go beyond the wall of his hometown and i thought that was pretty interesting too because it yeah they do have that even with armin he kind of has that too like he wants to go see the the sea and the and the mountains too because it is like they're almost kind of trapped in it probably like similar to how he kind of felt trapped in a smaller town maybe yep so he also takes a lot of inspiration for character designs from real people yushin omani is the model for Aaron's attack titan. He especially likes to do this with titans, it seems like. Brock Lesnar from the WWE and MMA (laughs) is his inspiration for the armored titan. And hearing that, yeah, that makes so much sense. (laughs) Wow. So the series as a whole, it's got its anime adaption, five different manga spinoffs, six novels, six visual novels, two live-action movies, a live-action web miniseries, and a one-shot crossover with Marvel and the Avengers... I don't like it. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> so yeah, the Avengers just gotta beat up some Titans. All right. Oh boy. I need those visual novels. I don't wonder what kind of visual novels they have. I yeah, didn't I didn't know, know anything about that. And I haven't heard great things about the live action movies, but whenever do you hear great ones from anime adaptations? This is true. Very rare. Dragon Balls. Oh, gosh. Uh, My friend Allie, this is a little unrelated, but kind of on topic. She said she did rather, she was was pretty okay with the live action series of Erased. Mm. But I've never tried to watch it personally. Yeah, I haven't uh, either. Maybe that'd be good. I feel like they could definitely make a live action way of the house husband very good. Oh yeah. Just get some Yakuza, that's all you need. <laughs> As of now, Attack on Titan is currently in the top twenty best selling manga of all time. It sold over a hundred million. In two thousand fourteen, it dethroned One Piece's five year reign of best selling volumes. Let me tell you that is not an easy task to dethrone <laughs> One Piece. And I think right after that it pretty much went on a stretch. Where it didn't get outsold till I want to say 2019, when whenever Demon oh, Slayer dang. started, Demon Slayer like destroyed it. But Demon Slayer that, is a monster, yeah. Oh yeah. Before, <laughs> but One Piece has been generally the best selling all the, for like the past 20 years. It seems yeah. like. So anyway, I assume most know that the anime has had four seasons. We had a split season in season three, and now season four is also split in half. Uh, the first seasons were animated by Wit Studio, and Mappa came in to animate season four. Either way, I think Mappa's still done pretty well with it. Yeah, I know a lot of people kind of don't like the way they did the Titans this season, but I was fine with it. I might, I probably do prefer the other way, but that's just because I'm more used to it. I really didn't have a problem with it in season four. Yeah, there was definitely a visual difference, but it wasn't something that made me like, oh gosh, I, you know, like... <laughs> Right. Didn't like destroy my enjoyment of it by any means. All right. So now that I've droned on with all the interesting background tidbits, uh, we can dive into the actual experience we had. There we go. Since I've been talking, I will let you field this. Basically, uh, let's talk about how we got into Attack on Titan. When do we remember it coming onto our radar and all of that? All right. So for me. I remember back, 
I think it launched in 2014, correct? Let me double check. Yes. Or 2013, oh, I guess. Okay. 2013. Okay, so I remember when the anime first started, I remember hearing about all these people talking about, oh, this is going to be the next big shonen. It's going to be something great. And I'm usually pretty skeptical about that. So I, <laughs> yeah. So I actually didn't watch it like when it first started airing exactly. Now I did I want to say 12 episodes were already aired when I started watching it because I remember like the next episode or two after that there was a recap episode. Yeah, cuz 13.5 they did a recap episode and I just like binged all of that like in probably one or two days. I think it was even one day. I just watched up from episode one to however far it was and i'm like wow this is this is good like i already had skeptical high expectations going in because i'm like it's not gonna be that good but man when i started watching it i was hooked from the get-go i was like wow just blown away oh yeah what about you at the time of attack on titan popularity i wasn't really watching much anime i like i just said before there was I'd always watched it here and there, but never got super into many things until probably actually it was Attack on Titan that did it. So I remember I would be on Tumblr a pretty decent amount. Back then, Tumblr was like pretty interesting and you could easily find content for things you liked. Uh, I know my feed was just like all people who talked about Pokemon, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So I had tons of Pokemon fan art blogs and stuff that I followed and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. That looks awesome. And or just memes, you know, jokes like that. And then a bunch of people just started posting about Attack on Titan one day, and everybody's like, "Oh, Shinjeki no Kyojin, no, oh, it's so good." Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "What? What? What the hell is this?" <laughs> and, <laughs> so eventually, I'm just like, "Okay, I'll I'll see what this is," because everybody's talking about this. Everybody's talking about Kill a Kill and uh, other things. And I didn't have anything against anime. I just hadn't really been watching it. So I decided, all right, I'm gonna see what this is about. Uh, I watched like two episodes on my own and i was like oh wow this is really interesting (laughs) and i told my friends thad and josh and i said hey you guys should come over and check out the show we could just like watch it together tonight and i think we watched like eight episodes or something because i remember uh especially with thad i thought he talked about pretty much watched it all because i think that the first season almost was it was either almost over or close to over because i thought you watched most of the series like in one or two nights yeah we watched a ton of it together and then we're like okay it was so hard for us to to stop watching because we we just wanted to know what was going to happen so bad and we were just loving it the animation just the music just oh yeah it was so well put together and uh we were just like super absorbed into it and (laughs) we parted ways to like meet up again the next day or something and then thad just went home and binged the entire rest of it on his own of course come on (laughs) (laughs) typical yeah and you know the first couple episodes are so important in the series because they really grab you from the get-go because you know at the very very beginning the titans attack and aaron's mother actually gets killed which kind of you get the stakes established right away like oh this is gonna get serious like people are probably gonna die and they might die a lot yes and that's not always exactly common with anime especially the season the series that are most popular yeah the shonens especially you get a lot of characters that survive anything or die and come back or whatever but that is not happening in attack on titan they're brutally killing people off left and right i don't i don't know how we want to like go through like some of the early parts of the episodes but i'll tell you when we get to it part that really hooked me 
which is it's a, it's a little ways in. You probably know which part I'm talking about. Something happens to Aaron, and that's when I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is what is happening here? <laughs> but I know there's um, a lot that happens before that, so I don't know how much we want to go into everything. But yeah, I don't I don't necessarily want to just summarize the whole entire everything necessarily. But we can talk about big moments because uh, I would like to talk about that those first intro episodes a little bit because i feel like just masterful the way they pull you into things they set up this city within the walls and these crazy creatures outside and i just think it is like perfectly executed especially the beginning episodes it sets the scene so well for everything that is going to follow yeah and they don't spend too much time establishing the world which can happen like sometimes the first couple episodes are just like oh let's introduce you to the characters let's show you some of the stuff that they do which they do do that and then they do it well they introduce us to some of the characters but they pretty they get into the action pretty quickly i want to say near the end of the first episode like it starts going down or it might even be before that yeah i can't remember the exact structure of like what but i feel like it it, because it opens with aaron you know waking up from his dream Yeah, he's, like, taking a nap because him and Mikasa are picking up sticks, I think. Yep, and I'm fairly certain at the very end of that same episode is when the Colossal Titan appears. That sounds right, because Because he starts out saying about how, uh, like, he would like to see what's outside of the walls or whatever, something about living, like, an idle life or something. And then you have the iconic scene that is shown. Mandy being stuck in the birdcage is, I think, the ending quote. And he just you know, like you see the colossal titan looking over the wall, and you see how like how big it is, and that's like sets the stage. You know you're in for something. But yeah, I do think they did just a great job of giving you a little bit of information, but just enough, and then you know you learn more as the characters do, really. Right, and you know it's interesting that they start the characters so young because in in normal shonen you have more usually they're more the age that they are a little late in a couple episodes later there are a couple times i guess they start them as younger kids usually they focus on like the the pre-teen at the earliest or go to the the teenage era mm-hmm. i don't know if you're ready to get into the the cadets like when they get to that point point oh yeah yeah wanna... that sounds but, good yeah that the cadets part is where you because i love meeting the new characters in the anime especially like the side characters because to me they're so important like yeah the main character can they need to be at least decent they can't suck like some of the characters yeah, right I'm thinking of like kirito but yeah. that's ne- neither here nor there but that's where i get excited <laughs> because the cadet corp is where you get to meet a lot of the characters you're going to be spending a lot of times with and especially and then, of course, there's one particular cadet, Sasha. The beloved cadet, Sasha. Yeah, I knew yeah, she... we were going there. Oh, yeah. I mean, come she's on. She's so good. Yeah, like, she's, like, literally everybody's there dead serious in line. And I can't remember the name of the instructor. Shardis. 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 But anyway, he, like, everybody's dead serious. And then you have some some girl just standing there nervously eating a potato. Like, she hasn't, like, she's staring straight ahead, shaking, and then he just, like, stops. I don't even know if he says anything. He's, like, the he's... most terrifying looking guy. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got, like, the stare. Be around the, sh- the shaved head. But then she's, like, she doesn't even really want to stop eating. So she, like, reluctantly splits the potato and supposedly half but not even half and gives him like the smaller part and he just like 
flips out on her and i think she runs laps after that but it's uh, like yeah. okay you need a sasha you need a sasha yes and she is just such a delightful character to bring levity to the, the situation yeah because if you think about it the three main characters are pretty much aaron mikasa and armin who you get to know a little bit but those are pretty much your insert into these cadets because those are the three you're already familiar with because i want to say it's four or five episodes in it kind of time skips a couple years to where they're training yep and that's where you get to meet them and then the rest of the cast because you meet i know mikasa definitely makes fun of sasha a lot and she trolls her constantly (laughs) (laughs) because another part i think it's it's either the same episode or another one i think uh, there was like a loud noise and they come in and she and he's like or Mikasa's like Sasha farted <laughs> and then, then they're like uh, he's just like oh come on Sasha really don't you have any more manners when it was because then you meet Aaron and John who do not hit it off because John fancies a certain someone maybe yeah yeah and it's just funny how like even that little like John and Aaron become much better with each other but even still like even in newer episodes, like Aaron's still like, oh, what do you mean you're gonna swap me with that horse face? Nobody's gonna believe that it's me. <laughs> like, they're still like have their little underhanded comments at each other. Oh yes, and I also want to establish at this point, like near the beginning, because we're gonna obviously talk a lot about Aaron through these seasons. But I really didn't like Aaron very much at first because he typically goes to the very much I'm gonna kill all the Titans. They killed my family. That's all I care about. I care about nothing else except killing these titans mm-hmm. very enraged the blueprint was was there from the get-go <laughs> yep we also meet uh was it reiner and bert hard yeah we well. get to meet reiner bertold uh annie yes annie and then krista as well as Ymir. i think those are pretty much the main ones that stick around there's a couple others that you meet that i don't remember their names but they stuck around for a little bit i know Mm -hmm. yeah there's i mean obviously this is a series with a ton of characters so (laughs) it is hard to keep track of everybody especially when some of them just get eaten the episode they're introducing (laughs) not very long afterwards Uh, but yeah pretty much the train it's it's kind of your typical in a way training arc typical training arc yeah it just goes on they're doing their normal little things and then is when it throws the wrench with the whole hey i think there's a spy among us oh yeah i was gonna say too like aaron has the typical you hit the wall with the the broken is it belt buckle he has when he's trying to learn how to use the maneuver gear and everybody's like you're an idiot you're gonna end up working on the farm or something So you see these characters develop their relationships with each other and get involved. Uh, you know, you're learning a little bit about where they came from. Some of them are a little bit more cagey, like uh, Berthold and Reiner, and for mm-hmm. an obvious reason as it goes on. Yeah. Um, oh, and then also I think this is the point, too, where they establish about if you're in the top 10 ranks of the cadets, you can you have you a choice where you're going. Yes. Yep. And oh, mostly man. everybody wants to go to the military police, which is the one that can, so can hide farthest in the wall. Sit around, drink, and get paid. Yep. Of course, Aaron doesn't want that. Aaron wants to go with the Survey Corps. Yes. I also it thought was... that was, you know, another fun part of the world building is them showing how this government works and how they have these three different groups. And, you know, these kids can check, pick where they're going if they're talented otherwise you're getting assigned and kind of just like thrown out to possibly be on a suicide team and on the survey yep. 
Yeah, because nobody really wants to join the scouts or the survey corps. Everybody either is, most of them want to go to the military police, but there's also the garrison, I think it is. That's more like the yeah. maintenance, they, or they just guard the walls, pretty much. They're like the, the lackeys. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, yeah, then they graduate, and I think, do we remember all the top ten? Of course, it's the main characters for the most part. I think all pretty much finished in the top ten. Let me Google it. Actually, I don't think Armin did. I know it was Mikasa was number one. I want to say Annie was number two. I don't know if I'd say Reiner and Bertolt. All right, all right, I got it, I got okay, it. Okay, go ahead. Mikasa Ackerman, Reiner Braun, Bertolt Hoover, Annie Lennart, Aaron Yeager, John Kirstein, Marco Boat, Connie Springer, Sasha Browse, Historia Race. So yeah, I for and we didn't even talk about Connie. I kind of forgot about him. I know. I, How I could I like Connie? Connie. <laughs> His attitude is fun too. Yeah, he, he's kind of like Sasha's pal most yeah. of the time. They kind of get They're lumped really in the same area. Duo, I think they kind of grew up in the same type of environment, which is kind of why they get lumped together. Got now, about Marco. Oh yeah, Marco. Yeah, because he uh, doesn't survive very long. Because <laughs> and then the surprising thing was was most of them decided to join the Scouts. I think ex yeah. everybody except Out Annie, right? Everybody went to the Scouts. Annie didn't. Yeah, Annie went to the military police. But then, of course, not long after that, an attack happens and the Titans start coming in. Oh, boy. Now and we're getting into the real meat. Yeah, this is where, and, and of course, since they all finished in the top five, Aaron gets his own scout or his own unit. And Armin joins his unit, I'm pretty sure, correct? Or no, no, he doesn't. He just finds him or i think later on but because i think most of aaron's group ends up getting killed anyway yeah what happens and what really got me locked into the series is when armin is about to get killed by a titan and eaten and then aaron jumps in and saves him and throws him out and then he gets eaten and the episode ends and he's presumed dead and i'm like oh they're gonna kill off the main character eight or so episodes into this, now I'm interested because that doesn't happen very often. That was utterly iconic. Oh, man. And the whole animation, too, while he's, like, slinging oh, through yeah. the city up to that moment, oh. he's so full and confident and ready to do this. And that really sets the precedent for, like, what mm -hmm. happens in Attack on Titan as a whole. Constantly see these characters who they either get to a level of confidence with themselves or they finally convince themselves that they can be confident and then they're stricken down with their hubris. It is always like this situation of the guy stands for a thing and then he dies in that pursuit of ideal. Right, and like you said, I didn't even think about, yeah, because when they show you the Omni gear, like it looks just so cool to swing through the city, almost like Spider-Man. Yeah. I guess if we want to mention Marvel, but another thing that confidence you mentioned, like in the, they were the top scouts or top recruits. So they thought they were pretty big shots. They were like, oh, we yep. can handle a few Titans. It's going to be easy. Just like we were trained for this for a couple of years. And then his whole unit just gets totally demolished. Totally like he watches them. Yeah, he, watch, yeah, he watches them all get mutilated and it's brutal. Ugh. But yeah, we get Aaron dying. And then I'm like, after that, what did you think? Because I was like, oh, is Armin going to be the main character? I don't know how I feel about that. I, d I don't even know what I thought was going to happen. I thought, oh, maybe he can like kill it from the inside somehow. But also, it seemed like he was pretty screwed. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even... My, the thought never even crossed my mind about he would still be alive. Because you see his arm even get bitten off. You're yeah. like, oh, he's dead. 
he lost one of his legs too during this. Yeah, he did. Or both of them, maybe? No, just one of them, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, I think just he, one. he got messed up. Then, <laughs> of course, everybody's first thought was probably like, oh no, what's Mikasa gonna, gonna think? Because we didn't mention yet, but Mikasa has a huge crush on Aaron. Yep. Aaron saved her. Yeah. Uh, when they were children, and she was getting, what, attacked by some. Yeah, weird, I think. Like, Robert or yeah, because her kind of people, which again, like this series does so good at, you don't realize the the lore you're getting until way later. Her mother was, I guess, very des- desirable as a slave, I think. So they were trying to kidnap her. Yeah. They ended up killing her by accident. So then they were going to take Mikasa. And then Aaron just happened to come in and he's just beats because Aaron has no, he just beats on everybody, even though he's not very strong himself. But <laughs> he has a temper. He does his best. Yeah, he does his best. And Mikasa's like really strong, by the way. She's like tearing people limb from limb. Mikasa is the goat. We'll get into waifus later, I'm sure. But definitely, I know you have definitely. a. You have an extremely soft spot for Mikasa, much more than I do, but I do like her. Well, at least there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then we, I guess after that, there's a couple episodes happen. And then, of course, the every all the scouts are getting kind of shellacked out there. And then this strange Titan appears and starts beating on other Titans. And everybody's like, oh, is that an abnormal? Because yeah, abnormal so this is when the next big moment happens. Yep. Uh, the abnormals are the strange, very large titans. But, yeah, they don't like they don't behave, behave the same way. Yep. But no, it is the is it is it the armored titan that first shows up, or is well, it the, the female titan? Well, no, I think it, I think this is just Aaron at this point. Is what like it's the titan that's oh. like, he becomes him. Yeah, the, the armor. Yeah, titan, you're right. You're right. I'm jumping because, ahead. Yeah, because he's just like like they're losing to all these regular titans, and then yeah, then he just this random titan appears and then we he find out because mikasa's she gets this and she actually wants to die because she's like aaron's dead i'm gonna die and then i think the titan that's ready to kill her is when this other titan appears and just like punches the face off this Titan, and it ends up being aaron somehow so how blown away were you by this oh I, I was shocked because like i said i thought aaron was dead like i'd had no yeah. idea that whoa he could become a titan like what's this is like changing the rules of the world like i didn't because i think they didn't really talk about titans being humans they didn't think they were it they took thought so long i mean they didn't they didn't say anything about that until they start to later. allude to it in like maybe season two a little bit right but it never actually has gotten into until late third season oh yeah i, I was definitely blown <laughs> away and I'm sure you guys who are all like watching this in a row are just like, this is like one big thrill ride for you. Or I was like waiting <laughs> a couple a week in between some of these. So, <laughs> yep. Oh man, it was so crazy. And because yeah, I just you're there wondering like, well, what does this mean about the Titans? What does this? Why does can just some people do this? Or like, yeah. Oh. But the actual grand scheme of it is so much more like, in depth, explained, and interesting. <laughs> right. And then it's like immediately after this, it's like, oh, good, they have it's. Is this a mech anime? That's another thing I was asking because it's like, oh, they got they can have some allies now. But then immediately, when he tra- or he stops being a titan and changes back to a human, they immediately want to kill him right away. Yeah, of course, the first instinct of any human is, oh, this bad thing, we need to kill it. <laughs> yeah, we don't understand this. Let's kill it. We're not even if it could help us, we don't care. We're gonna kill it instead. Help just us, to be but safe. we can just kill it. Yep. yep. And of course, there's only two people who stand with Aaron. <laughs> you imagine like tomorrow in America, we wake up and we have like Titan abilities like they'd kill it immediately. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> no, you, 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 would, you would never hear about it on the news either. <laughs> no, that is be, true. <laughs> you just randomly, unless you were the one yourself and you'd be dead. But yes, Armin and Mukasa were the only ones. The gar- I think it was the garrison who wanted to just shoot them on sight. They all had the guns ready to shoot. Oh and... yeah, they were going to blow them away with the cannons. Yep. And then Aaron just ends up, because Aaron doesn't understand his Titan powers yet, which of course, why would he? He randomly reacts to block, because I think, do they shoot a cannonball at him? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then he just like turns into this half deformed, like it's just the bones and like he has the one eye, like it's just pretty much like a shield. Like it's not his full Titan, but it looks so cool. Oh, man, that shit was awesome. (laughs) This is probably, what, halfway through the first season about by now. The pacing of this anime is just phenomenal at this point. Yeah, there's not a lot of downtime. It's just giving you action or character development or plot. It's it's great. So let's get into the the attack of uh, the, you know, the armored titan, the female titan. Mm. I think it's a little bit after this. Because they, they they did the rock thing with Aaron before that, but I mean that's just they, they just wanted to put up, they wanted to fill the hole that the armored titan had yeah, broken yeah, through so originally, they... and so they could take the wall back. But yes, then after that, well, actually, did you want to talk about before about when they decided what to do with Aaron? Because you have that scene with uh, everybody's favorite boy Levi when they're uh... in like the court trying to is this the first time Levi shows up yes nice because I think what happens is they want to decide which uh, regiment to give him to and the scouts want him well all three want him but most of them just want him to kill but of course yeah, all right we have Irwin and Levi show up and they're like we're gonna use Aaron to explore further and do this and that and then, of course, you have that famous scene where Levi just beats the crap out of Aaron, like when he's chained up there, like kicks him in the face. And oh, like, yeah, it's a pretty famous scene. Brutal. But yeah, then after that, like you said, he joins up with the scouts. They decide to give it to him. The character or the, the leader of the, the wall pretty much decides to give it to the scouts as long as Levi's with them, because Levi is clearly one of the biggest beasts in the series. Like, he just can tear through everybody. They end up going on an exercise, and yes, like you said, they meet this strange female Titan. So did you immediately assume it was Annie? I'm trying to remember because it looks... I mean, I know I had the thought because it looks like her. It before... looks like way too much like her to be surprising, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had the idea, which I'm. it seems like I'm pretty dumb when it comes to figuring stuff out. But even <laughs> I was like, this has got to be Annie, right? Because it looks exactly like her, like the way her hairstyle is and all that. Yeah, that the fight with her in the forest, that definitely one of the top moments. Oh, yeah. And then I think you also have where all those... Uh, scouts like for Levi's friends, the elite ones. I remember the girl's name was Petra. Petra. I'm sure. yep. And then let me see if I can quickly find because there was another the other guy who always would bite his tongue. I can't remember what was it. It wasn't Daz, was it? No, he was uh, somebody else. There was another scout that always I can't find him right now. I have like a list of all the characters, but anyway, but yeah, they all get killed by the the female titan because they try to stop her in the forest through a trap and it doesn't work at all nah once these other crazy weird titans show up that also had me like oh my god what is happening who are these things because you have her you have this whole conflict the scene that strikes me so much is 
when the armored titan shows up and he like takes its position like it's starting off a race and then he like pushes and runs and charges through the wall and they're all shooting the cannons at him and it just does nothing he almost and does just, like a like a football type charge like he yeah just, right like, crouches in that position and just like yeah goes full bore into it i was like dude this is awesome we get some crazy fights between aaron and the other titans and especially because the big finale of that season is happens in the wall then right like between the female titan and aaron because yep. they try to they had their suspicions also that it was annie they were so suspicious they tried... that it was Annie, so they set up a way to try to prove that. Yep. And of course, it was Armin with his like big brain little schemes. He they they were gonna bring her. They said that they needed to get Aaron away from the uh, the military police. I think because they yep. said he was gonna be put on trial. Yep. Exactly. Uh, or executed. And so they said, "Oh, we have to sneak him out." And Armin approached Annie and said, "Hey, will you please help me?" And for some reason, she says yes i think she kind of well she kind of had which we didn't really talk about it but she kind of had a soft spot for armin because i think he came to her for advice a lot and even aaron did back when they were in the core because she kind of like schooled him on how to fight she trained him some of the moves yeah annie i think she saved armin or something yeah because when because you can tell and they kind of figured it out that the female titan was going for aaron specifically because she ignored armin there was a and big old, they had that battle, and um, Reiner asked Armin where Aaron was, but right. there was false information given, because he was actually on the other side. Right. And so they figured out that it was leaked within the Survey Corps, because somebody knew Aaron was going the fake location. Yeah, and because that Titan just like beelined it, ignoring everybody, just beelined it to where Aaron was supposed to be. Yeah, so Annie, Annie Armin had some kind of like little crush on annie because he was he was he like was really upset when he was able to confirm that it was her he was all like oh why did it have to be you you were so nice you like why did you do that i even think kind of aaron did a little bit because aaron like he didn't want to he was kind of reluctant like he couldn't change aaron didn't want to accept it yeah he didn't want to kill somebody that he worked with because yeah we get into the first actual titan battle of the series and what did you think of that well, I, I guess they did fight in the forest, but this is like the first, like this is a real brawl. Oh, it was just great to watch, honestly. Yeah, and then when when she started climbing the wall, and he just like was tearing after oh her going gosh, up. Yes. Yeah, the animation. Oh. And, and then you end with the hole in the wall with oh, the titan yeah. face inside of it, and everybody was losing their mind because there's titans inside the wall. Oh yeah, such a good place to end it, really, because season one was I, I'm pretty sure undisputed. People were like, "This is amazing." I didn't hear very many people being like, "Oh, this sucks," or "This was oh, boring," yeah. or whatever. Could... But then you know the problem. Before we get into season two, there was a long wait between season one and two. I'm actually gonna look up, and that is a problem that I know too well because that's what made me fall off the series. Like so yeah. much time passed between season one and two that I was just doing all kinds of other stuff, and I was just, uh, "It's Attack on Titan." Fine. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was Titan. almost it was almost four years. Yeah. So by the time we got these 12 additional episodes, I was like, why even watch it? I'm going to be done with it in like a day. <laughs> yep. And that is a major. Th- I think a lot of people did bail on the series then because it just like you can't wait that long in between uh, seasons like that because you're just going to lose all hype and lose all interest from people. 
definitely when it came back with season three i think people were more excited about it again but it still was not nearly like it was with season one right because we Uh, even know a lot of people like i don't know if uh was it josh watched it with you i know thad hasn't watched past season one josh watched all the way up to he, he finished season three okay so josh is up to speed now but we had a couple but friends haven't watched anything else since season yeah. one. And see, so we had a couple friends who kind of bailed on the series after season one. I just to close up about season one, the whole like Annie thing at the end of the thing. I just, oh man, I'm kind of like losing myself now again. So maybe it's just, yeah, we can just move on. <laughs> well, yeah, because they she did the hardening thing because Aaron tried to get it, get her too, and then she hardened, and then yeah, pretty much ended with the crystal very good season i was all right i was in after that even though it took four years later so yeah season two finally came out four years later and it had a weird reception i feel like it seemed to me like a lot of people were like oh the season sucked <laughs> and i think that also pushed me from not wanting to watch it and mm-hmm. i was like oh i can just wait to watch this because people are saying it's mediocre but then when i finally watched it i was like no i thought that was really good <laughs> overall looking at it now season two is probably my least favorite season i still it's think also, it's like short it's oh yeah episodes. it is I, I think actually a lot gets done in that season, but it's also, I think our just our hype level was so high because coming off season one, they, I feel like they slowed the pacing down a lot for season two, which it ended up helping it later on, I think. But just at the time, we're like, like you said, we only got 12 episodes. We waited four years for 12 episodes. Yeah. And I've reread uh, that part in the manga recently. Like I'm, I started it about the end of season one and... Uh, just have been going along through that. I'm somewhere in season three now, like chapter 60 something. Kenny's doing his stuff. But I recently reread the whole part of like where season two would take place. And I was just like, yeah, there's a lot of interesting dynamics being done here with characters and giving more information. You know, you get these reveals. It's crazy. I love this. I love this trope. Just like Berthold and Reiner just straight up being like hey aaron come over here yeah they're they're working on fixing the wall and getting shit back together and (laughs) reiner just is like losing it kind of because oh yeah died somebody died in an attack because well i think uh yeah because before that i think the first episode is where the beast titan first shows up yes the beast titan shows up and then he's and just starting to whip animals and everything around like he also gets their ribs broken yeah well, and, because um, yeah, they go to that tower, I think, like with like, you know, the scouts go to that tower where they get. Well, I think this is actually before that. OK, uh, the scouts are over in the tower and Aaron and them are over here. Right. And it's like a dual attack, basically. Zeke is leading the whole thing. So the Beast Titan is like they move like Historia and Ymir. And that's actually where we get the confirmation because she was going by the name Krista before that before she i know maybe, maybe maybe you are right maybe yeah i think that attack happened first because yeah because reiner's there yeah reiner it gets bitten and that's that's where i think he that says he has a crush on his Chris. arm yep yeah, yep you're, you're right. right and that that's also where we find out because they all get attacked and there's a bunch of people that get killed none of the like the main characters but a bunch of the scout because then at the top of the tower because the titans are like pushing it down and it's like looking bad for Connie, Reiner, Berthard, Ymir, and Historia. And then that's where Ymir changes into a Titan. Yep. And she sacrifices herself. 
to try and give them more time. Yeah. Uh, so she starts just going to town on those Titans. But before that, we we got all jumbled there because I messed up the order of operations. Before that, we get all the background on Ymir and Historia and how Historia kind of like, you know, she is from right. some wealthy family, the, the royal family, and Ymir overhears this. Ymir wants to kind of like keep her safe and make sure that she lives her life for herself. Right. Uh, because Historia is just trying to like find a reason to die, basically. Yeah, and because you get Ymir's backstory too, where she was actually like set up to be like some type of queen yes she was worshipped as a cult or by a cult basically for the subjects of ymir yep and then basically she got thrown to the side after things got hot for them and yeah then she's like you said she's just sitting like in a church and then she hears about historia and then they develop a really close friendship throughout and then ymir really wanted uh historia to join the military police but of course since like you said historia just wants an excuse to die so she joins the scouts the, and Ymir, the scouts. yep yep so ymir joy stays with her but yeah then you have where she tries to sacrifice herself to save ymir at that tower and then of course the scouts all show up before it before any mm-hmm. of the the main ones die still they lose a lot of people yeah it was a brutal battle and very like, the setup of it was just interesting. Like, just this weird tower in the middle of nowhere. All these titans suddenly, like, become laser-focused on it and are running from all directions. You got the beast titan lumbering around in the background menacingly. Yeah, which which uh, I remember seeing because, like we said, he was in the first episode. And we're just like, what is this guy? <laughs> dude, <laughs> this yeah. Weird titan. <laughs> the beast titan is such a jerk. <laughs> so, yeah, that whole conflict was... It was fun. It was interesting, but it's really just kind of like building up more and more into what happens after that, which is what I was getting ahead of myself with Reiner calling Aaron over and he kind of just loses it after this conflict. We figure out a little bit later that's because Reiner's developed some kind of split personality mm-hmm. and he's suffering some kind of post-traumatic trauma uh, from being in this war and fighting these monsters and he just kind of breaks down and he calls Aaron over and just says, hey, I'm the armored titan and Berthold is the colossal titan. And you know what? We just need to take you back and we'll stop killing people. Yeah, why don't you come with us? And then just the look on Berthold's face is just like, he's just like staring at him. And Aaron is just like, what in the hell did you just say to me? And then then Aaron just like, listen, we're all stressed. Just calm down. We'll be fine. Well, you're just you're just stressed, right? And I think they kind of <laughs> had. They, I think they kind of had suspicion because Mikasa, of course, is watching Aaron like a She's hawk. Watching over it. But then also, uh, which we haven't even mentioned, uh, is it Hongge or how do you say her name? Hange. 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 Uh, she, which she's great too. She's like obsessed yeah, with Titan. I missed and, the introduction to Hange, unfortunately. Yeah, which we met her in season one, but she like stays up with Aaron and all night talking about all these different experiments she does on <laughs> Titans. She's just. But I remember, but she was there and she kind of looks at them cautiously because I think Armin kind of had suspicions. Armin had suspicions of them. Yep, Armin is just the. He is like the. <laughs> Furude Erika of <laughs> oh, this. He's, oh yeah, we're... he's very good. Very he good. Yes. He's, he's figured it all out. And Her, I guess him Armin... and Irwin, him and Irwin are like the big brains. Yeah, Armin had figured out. He he had a theory that when Annie grabbed 
Reiner. Right. Uh, that Reiner carved Aaron's actual location into her hand mm-hmm. because he was able to get away like unscathed, and Aaron or Armin thought that was weird. Right. Which again, I never even picked that up at all. How could you have even like? Armin's big brain, man. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't have, because I think I did. I don't know if I suspected Reiner. I think later on I did. But at the time, I when that happened, I know I didn't. Because then looking back, like you said, you even see he acts so weird. Like, he's like, yes. where's Aaron at? And, and that was uh, that was what I had next written down. Because from there, it goes to, you know, Ymir and Aaron have been, like, captured. Like, yep. Ymir kind of goes... I guess, but they they basically both get captured by um, Reiner and uh, yeah, Bertolt because once he reveals this information to Aaron, Aaron's like, "No, why the hell would I go with you? I'm not doing that." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, oh, this is an emergency situation. We better transform." And then they blow everything up. It's a whole situation. They have a a t- tense little battle where like Aaron's oh, struggling yeah. to use the techniques Annie taught him against Reiner. Reiner. Because Reiner can harden himself, which Aaron did not learn at that point. And did you, because I know Reiner kind of looked like the Coloss or yeah, the Armored Titan a little bit, but did you think about Berthard being the Colossal Titan? No. Because <laughs> he really doesn't look like him. Cause it's, and it he's also just such a, like, he's just kind of there. He's just like, yeah. oh, I'm here. <laughs> Upset. The only thing you really know him for is he's got a huge crush on Annie. Yeah. But yeah, he get they get kidnapped, and then I know a lot of people complain about the episode where they're just like standing in the trees talking for but like a whole. But it's so episode. crucial. It is. But, but there's see, like, so I, much information that goes down there, and they talk I, about, oh, we are these guys, and we're just, yep. you know, that's where you learn that Reiner is having this crazy personality disorder thing happening, and Bertold just doesn't even know what to do about it because he's clearly it's happened before. Right. That he feels uncomfortable with it, and fascinating. And that's where they kind of decide, like Ymir decides, I'm going to join forces with them if they let they go take uh, Historia back because Reiner has a crush on Historia number one and Ymir just wants to protect her. So they're like, she's like, I'll go with you guys and join you, but we yep. got to get go back and get Historia right now. So I love this whole situation uh, when I, while I was reading the manga and just looking at the <laughs> words they use and the way they talk about everything. What I know now, after watching uh, all the way up to the final episode of the first part of season four, so many pieces of dialogue and things that are said and done are just like planted little bits of like the information is there from the start. And it is just like rereading it is definitely a good experience. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to definitely read the manga because I've rewatched the anime probably three times now. And like you said, going back, which we both love that stuff where they plant hidden story stuff in that you're only going to catch this if you have if you see stuff way later on. But then when you come back and see it, it it's there for you, which I just love that. Oh, yeah. And he is just this meticulously planned out guy. So then the season two just ends with big old Titan fight. Uh, they stage a mission to save Aaron from Reiner and Bertholdt. They figure out they've pro- they're probably in this forest, and the scouts start riding on in to save them. And it mm. turns <laughs> turns into quite the mess. Uh, people are dying everywhere. I think Erwin loses an arm. Erwin loses an arm. Yep, he gets his arm chomped off while he's trying to do whatever. And gosh, it gets so crazy because. Aaron yeah, the... is like 
put in a very compromised situation. Mikasa comes in and saves him. It's a scene that I don't care for, where, yeah. like, I, I understand that, like, yes, Mikasa, like, super loves Eren. We all know that. But I feel like the scene where it happens and when it happens is just so, like, not calculated. Like, it's just kind of like, oh, here, I'm just going to put this part right here. But, like, everybody's, like, dying all over the place. And right. she's just, like, freaking out, which... I guess that would be normal to have some level of emotion, and I just want the badass killer Mikasa. Yeah, I think we differ a little bit on this section because my other friend Andrew and I both watched this, and we really liked that scene. But another another of our friends, Dave, really hated that, and that pretty much ended the se- series for him. I think oh, I don't yeah. think he watched anymore. I didn't hate it to that level, right? But... Well, <laughs> okay. So here's my defense of this scene. So before you even get to where she confesses. They meet the Titan that killed uh, Aaron's mom. That's the one who's like ready to kill them, which we will get even more context in later seasons. But they also run into their old buddy from the garrison. Yeah. So while they're getting stared down by Aaron's mom, Titan, or well, (laughs) the one that killed his mom. Yeah. (sighs) She's standing there and like with that creepy ass smile and then hans shows up and he's like oh i failed you kids last time but i'm not gonna do that again and now he's finally facing that cowardice that he's had to live with for the last years hating himself for allowing aaron's mother to die and then it fucking just straight up eats hans and it's that's like i said earlier like it all comes back to this they can never escape this these feelings that you know it's kind of like this generational thing in attack on titan Right. And then, yeah, we get to the scene, like you said, with the Mikasa confession. And and you're not like I've seen it's very split on whether people like it or not. Now, I wonder if it comes down to how much you actually like Mikasa, because I do like her, but I don't like her as much as like Historia and Sasha, per se, because I've always and I thought it made sense just because it seemed to me like Mikasa's one goal in life is to be and to love Aaron. Like, that's all she cares about. So when she thought they were going to die, she's like, I'm going to confess my feelings, even though it is is slightly out of character for her, because like you said, she's so tough and she's not really that emotional usually, except when it comes to Aaron, she sh- shows a softer side. But yeah, I mean, you, you could be I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not a big Mikasa fan, so maybe you're speaking for the Mikasa fans here. I don't even think there's a right and wrong about it either. It's just like, sure, when I reread it it felt like it felt like it was like inserted into a place where it like didn't make a lot of sense i guess that's kind of where the season kind of ends too because there's really is there like a big well what happens during this is uh oh yeah yeah uh, yeah so there's the confession okay well i guess what bugs me about the confession is also kind of like twofold because you know we're not we're not to talking about season four yet but when Aaron gets all like, hey, I don't care about anything. I didn't. I don't have feelings for anybody anyway. Yeah. Like in that confession scene, though, Aaron stands up and he's like, I'm going to do this. I'll keep wrapping that scarf around you as long as you live. I'm going to do it forever. I love you. It's so <laughs> not a thing a friend would say to a friend. So then like he does all that. But then he just like doesn't do anything with that ever again. Yeah. And then I guess Isayama said that <laughs> in his opinion, Aaron is not interested in women and that he ships Aaron. He thinks that if anybody that like Aaron should be with, it would be Reiner. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, what is happening? Is he trolling? Or is yeah, this, because it, I mean, like, it seems like Aaron has a soft spot for Annie, and especially Historia later on. Like he kind of, kind of seems yeah, like I, they kind of get a thing going I on. I feel like Aaron does. You know, he gets invested in the people around him. Yeah, but then like, actually, and you know, the part that actually also made people mad especially like our friend dave is that aaron just like like you said he gets all mad like i'm gonna do this i don't care and he just punches the (laughs) titans open fist and then all of a sudden all these titans just like stop doing what they're doing and charge that titan and like rumbling yeah dude when i first saw this happen it was one of the most badass things ever like it was so cool he just punches the open hand and then these titans like tear her to pieces and it was such a like a vindicating moment especially you know how how much this titan eating his mother affected him killed it but but yeah but people were like really mad because they're like oh that doesn't make any sense he he just has this random power that's not explained it's like well Well, it is explained yeah later and that's why at the time i'm like well i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt i know it's weird but i'll wait and see how he explains this and he didn't disappoint yeah i I definitely agree with that. But yeah, that's um, pretty much season two. All right, so that about takes us through the development of Attack on Titan, as well as through season one and two, and some of our thoughts and insights on that. We'll definitely have more, you know, deep explorations of themes in our first ever second part episode. Um, but I think it's a good place to stop it here, so as to not end up with like a three-hour episode of us just going off about Attack on Titan. Thank you for joining and anything you want to say yeah just uh stay tuned since this is a special two-part episode we are going to just release the second part the week after so you guys are going to get three podcasts in a row so we're going to spoil here but yeah just stay tuned and i guess i'll we'll see you here in a little bit it'll be a couple minutes for us but it'll be a week for you so sayonara (laughs) mina-san until next time